0: Welcome to the very first Beargrass Christian Church podcast. This is a bit of an experiment for us, and we're so glad you joined us as we embark on this new adventure. My name is Dee Decker. I am the communications director at Beargrass Christian Church, and I will serve as the quote unquote host of the show. Each week we will feature Sunday sermons along with thoughts, reflections, struggles, and insights from myself, other ministers, staff, and special guests. We will also have what I like to call bonus material where we pick up a special topic or dive deeper into a sermon topic or a scripture passage with a Beargrass minister member or special guest. This week, we kick off a sermon series titled A New Spirit with Dr. Lee Bond. This Sunday is also Pentecost, and we're looking at Acts 2, 1 through 21. And here now is Dr. Lee Bond.
1: Pentecost is not one of our better known holy days. Uh, This may be due to the fact that it has escaped commercialism, right? Uh, There are no Pentecost bonnets or bunnies, Or baskets. There are no Pentecost parades or parties or presents. I checked at the dollar store across the street. All kinds of Father's Day cards, all kinds of graduation cards. No happy Pentecost cards. There's not a section for that. Thanksgiving, we know. Christmas, we know. Easter, we know. But what in the world do we do with this Pentecost story? And what in the world does it have to do with you and me? Is there a place for us In this story. Uh, The straightforward answer and resounding response is yes. In terms of the significance of this event in the life of the church, it ranks right up there with other major Christian uh, holidays. Pentecost is often described as the birthday of the church, as we've noted already, but it was the dramatic fulfillment uh, from Jesus that the disciples would be filled with power uh, from on high. And that first Pentecost, oh, an amazing day to complete with more special effects than you'll see in the latest Star Wars film. Tongues of fire, mighty winds blowing, empowered people proclaiming the mighty works of God in all languages. And then later on in the chapter, we read the response, thousands being baptized as a response to this good news. Speaking of Star Wars, some of you celebrated Star Wars Day recently, I think. You know, it happens Every year around the uh, around the fourth of May, as in May the fourth, be with you, right? I'm I'm serious. Uh, pardon the pun, but it actually works for Pentecost as well. Uh, Pentecost was a day when the power of God was revealed. So today we can say to one another, "May the force of God be with you." And what makes it even more remarkable is the historical context. The original Pentecost was not a completely new celebration. As many of you know, it was already one of the great and grand Jewish festivals. Uh, And the Pentecost means uh, 50th, so it it, uh, helps us remember that it happens 50 days after Passover. So for those of us who believe that timing makes a difference, that timing can be everything, we have to admit that God had incredible timing on this one. Could there have been a better day? for the the launch of the new church, for the gift of the Spirit, uh, this Christian Pentecost complemented some powerful memories that were already a part of the faith framework of the people. Just as there had been wind and fire on the mountain when Moses received the law, now the the fire of the Spirit had come upon God's people. Just as the people had thanked God for the harvest on that day, now there would be a new harvest of unenthusiastic enthusiastic followers. Uh, Some have even proposed that this story is kind of a reversal of the Tower of Babel tale in Genesis 11, when the people became so full of themselves, so full of pride, that God uh, didn't allow them to communicate with one another. God in Acts 2 helps everybody talk to each other. Perhaps we need a little Pentecost on Capitol Hill right now. What do you think? Now, now you may be thinking, that all sounds interesting, Uh, but but I'm still not sure what this strange story has to do with me. But it's so important for all of us to, to remember and to reflect and to cherish our stories, our histories. You know, Hamilton is here, right? Have you seen it yet? I know some of you can't wait. But it tells about our country's story. And one reviewer offered a one line comment about the musical and that moment in our history. He said, it's not just a moment. It's, it's about a movement. Not just a moment. It's a movement. We observed the 75th anniversary of D Day this past week. It was a critical day for the stories of many nations and the stories of so many people on this planet. And we give thanks for those who were there. So we, can be here, and we're grateful for those who had the courage to gather on that first Pentecost. It was a, a pivotal point in the progression, the movement of our faith story. And so, hang in there. This this has a great deal to do with all of us. The story needs to become our story. We have to to own it, to live it, to embrace it. I think there's an ongoing challenge to reclaim the power of the Holy Spirit within our lives and within the larger faith community of which we're a part. God gave the disciples and new believers a a wake-up call, really. Uh, The external events, all those spiritual special effects helped others see and hear what was going on. This was a God thing. But it was the internal change, that spiritual power that helped things go. Who among us does not need a a wake-up call from time to time? A pastor welcomed some out-of-town guests one weekend and they pulled their new motor home into the church parking lot and the pastor said, oh, wow, that's a, that's a beautiful RV. And, and the owner said, oh, yeah, we're really enjoying it. It's, it'll sleep up to eight people. And then the owner asked, pastor, uh, how, many, how many does your sanctuary hold? And pastor smiled and said, oh, it sleeps about 80. You know, sometimes we need a wake-up call. When was the last time you emerged from church so joyful and energized that someone accused you of being drunk? Right? What time of the day is it when this story, at 9 a.m. when this thing happens. So this is the 9 o'clock service. Go out and get accused of being drunk. Go forth, The power of the Spirit can shake us out of our doldrums. You know many of us are just tempted to get used to the same old same old same old and uh, we we know of the need to have God, God breathe new life into us. We we meet people every day who seem to be in some kind of fog. You, you know, lonely or forgotten or tired or uninspired, or burned out, bored with life, and they mumble, oh, "I'm I'm all right. I'll be all right. I mean, I'm I'll, I'll be okay under the circumstances." I'm done. And that's, that's kind of the problem. We, we get under the circumstances. Life just squashes us. We get piled on to the point where we have a hard time keep, just keeping on, keeping going. Most of us have been there, and we know what it's like, but there's hope. There's great hope in this story. God still pours out the gift and gifts of the Spirit on us, and that power is available today no matter what our situation or condition or circumstances might be. And oftentimes, as the Spirit doesn't come in big, loud, dramatic ways. It often comes gently and quietly, giving guidance when we're lost, helping us to say the right words when we do not know what to say, sometimes providing strength for us to keep going when we're exhausted and just can't take anymore, or sometimes prodding us to get involved when we would rather not. This Holy Spirit, this presence of God helps us to get through those trials and, and tribulations, and transitions, tragedies. Last Monday uh, night, we had a, a board meeting, and exciting, right? Exciting? We had a board meeting, and a little Pentecost broke out. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's been uh, great to welcome Reverend Rob uh, to the staff, um, he's not been with us a full year yet here at Beargrass. And so every time he offers a report or shares some comments at a gathering or meeting, uh, somewhere in that report there is a wow because of something new that he has witnessed in the cycle of the life of the church within the year. Uh, But in offering that wow, he reminds all of us of the great things that God is doing in this place. He reminds all of us uh, that that together we're making a difference in a lot of people's lives, and he inspires us to kind of stay awake. Pay attention. Don't take this stuff for granted. And so as that meeting progressed Monday night and others offered updates about our ministries, uh, there was inevitably another, wow, wow, wow. Some of you were there. You know what I'm talking about. It happens. It happens. And then this image of fire. In the story. I love the image of the fire. It, it reminds me a little bit of the Olympic Games. Uh, there's some parallels between the Games in Pentecost, I think. Can you believe they're already taking applications for torch for the 2020 Summer Olympic Games in Tokyo? Wouldn't you like to be a torch bearer? That'd be cool. The handover ceremony happens in Greece on March 19th. The flame is flown to Japan and then begins a journey of 120 days in the country before it arrives or the opening ceremony. But people of different ages and stages and races and religions will be brought together by a common goal and purpose and dream. And that global gathering seems a little like Pentecost to me. Surely God is in these kinds of events, bringing people together for, for higher goals, or bringing unity out of diversity, bringing uh, folks together and breaking down barriers. Some of you remember the story that uh, when the children of Israel traveled with Moses to the promised land, they, they carried the fire, this fire kindled from heaven, a reminder of God's presence. That same fire lit up the disciples and thousands of new believers at Pentecost, and they were the new keepers of the flame. And I, th- I really believe that's who we are today, the new keepers of the flame. We're passing the torch to the next generation. We're accepting the torch from the previous generation, bearing the Spirit's fire in our hearts. We are in, the, in a marathon that started long before we arrived, and this marathon continues long after we're gone. This really will be one of the major emphases in this place this summer. Our worship themes will focus on gifts of the Spirit A Bible study will be offered called A Fresh Encounter, Experiencing God's Power for Spiritual Awakening. Uh, Beginning July 1st, we'll have what we'll call a summer stretch, an exercise in spiritual disciplines, and we'll have daily e-devotions and reflections, similar to what happened during Lent. The church will leave the building. Uh, We will get out of the city, we'll get out of the state, and out of the country as we embrace our times and camps and mission trips. And with our new purpose statement and goals, the Spirit will help us discern and prioritize uh, strategies for more effective ministry. We are called, friends, to make Pentecost happen again and again. We seek to be a, a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. We will maintain our commitment to an open table in this place. And surely the fresh winds of God's Spirit uh, will come upon us again, but but we have to open our hearts and our hands and our ears and our mouths. Uh, even as we wait and pray, we will work for peace and reconciliation. Even as we wait and pray, we will work for an end to war and terrorism. Even as we wait, we will work for an end to hunger and poverty justice and relief for suffering children on too many borders. We wait and we pray for another Pentecost. Some of you have heard the story about two-year-old Samantha Savitz. The story was told by Steve Hartman. When she was born, neighbors brought food and gifts, as neighbors often do when a new baby arrives in the neighborhood. But after a while, Sam's parents found out that she was deaf. That's when the neighbors did a remarkable thing. They wanted to be involved in Sam's life. And so they hired an instructor to come and meet with them to teach them sign language so that they could communicate with Sam. And they all got together and they are learning sign language together and the teacher of the class says you know sam has this full community that's signing and communicating with her and her family it's this, it's this beautiful story and he says the level of inclusion from her village will almost certainly guarantee a happier more well-adjusted sam what a gift what a gift to learn another's language, come Holy Spirit, come.
0: It's amazing to me that this story can inspire us even today, and I wonder Do you feel that you are filled with the Spirit, or are you running on fumes? Is there a sense of spiritual vitality, or has the get-up-and-go got up and went? Do you manifest the presence and power of God, or do you seem listless and lifeless? Prayer is not only the glue that holds us close to God, it is the fuel that fires us up as the people of God. So I hope that you will take time today to step closer to God. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our very first podcast. Be sure to listen to all eight episodes of A New Spirit Sermon. Next week, uh, Dr. Susan Lowe talks about A New Spirit of Gratitude. And she will also join us on special bonus material where we talk with Dr. Lowe about lament and grief. Also, I'd love for you to reach out with me with any ideas or feedback you have uh, concerning the podcast or anything communications related at Beargrass Christian Church. Hit me up at the church or drop me an email at d at beargrass.org. Remember, you can always follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and to be sure to check out our website at www.beargrass.org. Thanks for listening, and we'd love to see you around the table at either 9 or 11 Sunday mornings for worship. We're located at 4100 Shelbyville Road in the heart of St. Matthews. You can find all of our worship times and locations, as, as well as upcoming events on our website. And if you like what you're hearing um, and are interested in supporting the ministries of Beargrass Christian Church, be sure to hit that donate button. All gifts go to further the ministry and mission of Beargrass. Until next time, grace and peace.